It's something a lot of us uh, might never consider a possibility. Thousands of like-minded political outsiders converging from different corners of the country to settle in your backyard and reshape your community to fit their image. And a handful of communities just across the border in New Hampshire, that's exactly what's happening with something called the Free State Project, started in 2001. Here's one resident from Croydon, New Hampshire, I hope I pronounced it right, explaining how her view on the group shifted as they settled into her hometown. Before I would have said, oh, it's somebody who wants less government control, they want to kind of keep to themselves, and, you know, no big deal, just leave them alone. But now they've tried to force their beliefs on everyone else and tried to take things away from our community and our kids and something that we've all been happy to contribute to over the years. So I, I would say they're a threat. So it's a focus of a new terrific documentary series by people at NBC Boston. Two of them join us now, Alison King, who I work with forever, is a longtime fabulous political reporter who we all thought retired, apparently she didn't, for NBC Boston. <laughs> I got three and, weeks left. <laughs> and Shira Stoll is a regional Emmy and Merle Award winning video producer and journalist on the special projects for NBC Boston. I should say episodes of this series called Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of New Hampshire are available to stream at NBC Boston. Allison, great to see you. Sheer, great to meet you. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Okay, Allison, let's start with you. What what is going on up there in New Hampshire? Well, I you know I spend a lot of time in New Hampshire covering politics. It's a great state for politics, first in the nation. And I'd been hearing over the years, you know, going back, I don't know, eight years or so, just free state this, free state that. And it didn't ever make a big impact on me. But then this year. I was up there um, in the spring, and I heard that this little town of Croydon had cut its budget, its education bu- uh, school budget, by more than 50%. And I said, no, that, that, that must be wrong. I mean, no, who would do that? Um, and then there was a bill, in the, and someone said, that's the free staters at work. Then there was a bill in the legislature calling for secession from the country, and I said, no, they're not really voting on that. Well, they did really vote on that, and it was a measure pushed by... Free staters. Um, there's been other things having to do with Gunstock Mountain. Put it all together, and I said, "There's a story here. We got to look into this." So, sure. Who are these people? I mean, by the way, we should say, in the spirit of uh, full disclosure, Marjorie and I were had time to watch two episodes each. Okay. So we learned a lot, but we haven't checked out the whole thing yet. Who are the free staters? They are libertarians from all across the country who have decided that they really want to put forward their ideas and they couldn't really make change in other states. So why not find one place where they can all congregate and, you know, put forward their ideas? And it's happening. A lot of free staters are moving. We don't know exactly how many. Uh, Sometimes they don't always identify as being a free state project member, but they might have the same ideas. Um, So there's probably roughly, I think we decided like 6,000, 7,000 that have actually moved into the state. Um, and yeah, and they're putting forward their, their ideas. You know, when I'm watching the documentary, uh, their goal is 20,000, as mm-hmm. uh, you guys reported. And uh, I'm worried that people who are watching are saying, well, 6,000 is nothing. But then as I'm watching, I say, one, 6,000 who stick together to vote as a block or engage in an issue is something. And I looked up what I'm sure you guys thought about, maybe mentioned because I didn't see the whole thing. Maggie Hassan won her prior Senate election six years ago by 1,017 votes. So the reality is it could make a difference. You mentioned the genesis. Here's the founder of, from your series of the Free State Project, Jason Sorens, explaining what, it, what he envisioned when he wrote this manifesto about this back in 2001. Here he is. My dissertation was on secessionist movements or movements for autonomy and independence around the world. 
And it got me thinking about how we can have an influence at the state level if we all got together and found a state that was already somewhat friendly to our ideals where we could really make a difference. And then once we've chosen a state, uh, we'll try to get to 20,000 signatures and people have five years to move. Ultimately, we all got together and chose a state and that state ended up being New Hampshire. Could you describe, I know there's not a monolith, uh, Allison, but describe a couple or an individual who were living in another state, heard the call, and I, I mean, the mind, I just don't get it, I have to say. Uh, explain the, the generic family or individual who heeded the call and moved to New Hampshire. Well, I mean, for one thing I learned is that there is a very wide spectrum of who is a free stater. I originally thought, oh, are these Trumpers? Mm -hmm. No. Some of them are, mm -hmm. not all of them. Are these, um, you know, do they, are they pro-abortion people or, or pro-life people? Some of them are, some of them are. It's mainly people who feel like they want less to no government, people who want lower taxes, and they all subscribe to this non-aggression theory, What's which is mean? don't hurt us and don't steal our stuff. Mm -hmm. um, did I get that right, Sheila? Yes, but I'll add too, but if they feel aggressed, they will fight back, but the idea is that they don't want to use aggression. And, yeah. and okay. you know, to the point that there aren't many uh, free staters, if 6,000, the House Majority Leader moved to New Hampshire to be a free stater, and there are 45 or somewhere, uh, I don't know after this recent election, but several dozen free staters who went in elective office. That's a lot. It is a lot. Well, some of these things that they don't want to do, tell us about the garbage. I find that a little odd. What's their deal with the garbage? We, not, we don't have to collect it? We don't have to dump it somewhere? Uh, you are Leave it for the like bears? You're referring to the Free Town Project yes. episode. Yes, yes. Exactly. Okay, so in the Free Town Project, it basically was a movement back in 2003 where uh, free staters said, hey, if we're going to have a free state project, let's have a free town project. Let's take over a small town. They chose the town of Grafton. And a whole bunch of free staters did move in. The theory is that because they are, there's no zoning, there's... Yeah, these houses are totally falling apart next to, next to nice houses, and you can just have your house keep falling. It's, it's you can have chickens roaming, you can do yeah. this and that, and it attracted bears to the area, and the bears started attacking people. Um. I will say it is, it is a theory. I mean, there was a book that was written about it called A Libertarian Walks Into a Bear, but you know, we also interviewed the Fish and Game Department, and he said you know, there really was no correlation between the bears and the Freetown Project. Um, and we interviewed a, a person who was affiliated with the Freetown Project, and he also said that he didn't feel like it created any extra bears. But I will say that the part about the garbage, okay, do people have to pick it up? They're, they're volunteerists. They, they believe in a, a lot, a lot of them do. Again, it's that spectrum. Not all of them believe mm -hmm. really anything, um, that, in one thing rather, um, but they, uh, a lot of them do believe in this volunteer society. If you, you know, uh, government shouldn't be telling you what to do, but we should want to put forward something. And that so extends to some of them being pro-same-sex marriage, is that not correct? Yes. On one end of the political spectrum and against any form of gun control, on the other end of the spectrum. Can you, for those who are listening and saying, this is a bunch of crackpots, they have no influence on anything, you touched on Croydon. Is that, do I pronounce it right? Croydon. Croydon. Croydon, I'm sorry. Could you describe what happened there? It's, it's the first time I ever heard of them. It's an incredible okay, story. Okay, so the, uh, there was a town meeting um, in February, March of last year, I believe it was March, and a, a free stater stood up. He was a member of the school board. His wife is the or, she, she is the head of the school board. He, he was, was a, a selectman, selectman in okay. town. Yeah. He gets up and says, proposes this. He himself didn't particularly think it was going to pass. This being a 50% cut in the school budget, is that what it was? Yes. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Um, his name's uh, Ian 
Underwood. Underwood. So he said, you know, let's propose this. So what do you know? It's a, it's a day that was a, there had been a snowstorm in town. Very few people turned out, although not about as many people as usually showed up, maybe a couple dozen. And they voted for this budget. The town went nuts over it. They, but it was a binding vote. So there was pretty much nothing they could do. Someone dug up an obscure law rule that said if you can bring in 75% of your town or 85% to vote on one day against this, you know, what happened, you can overturn it. And they did. So we were there that morning when they came into the YMCA and Croydon and it was unbelievable. Um, they, so people were outraged by it. And that's their whole point. They say, look, you're here because you have a minority view of, of what, that's why no one wants you in your own states and why you're coming here. We don't want you either. Now, you know, they would argue, uh, hear us out. We are peaceful people and more people would want to follow us than you might think. Are they peaceful people, Sheer, by the way? There's no evidence of violence, or is there evidence of threats of violence? From my experience working on this, I have not seen evidence of violence, no. Okay, we're talking to Alison King and Shira Stoll. It's a documentary they put together uh, about uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of New Hampshire, which you can stream at NBCBoston.com. So, so how free do we get? Are we going to have uh, street lights? Are we going to have people fixing the streets? Those kinds of things a fire department police department or what well this is the this is the argument how are you how is all this going to happen and as shira pointed out there's a volunteerism aspect of all this well we'll make sure the roads get done it will we'll collectively get together and do these kinds of things well you could argue how realistic is that um, whether it's there are towns that have gotten rid of their police department their police force maybe they only had one or two police officers on staff but you, you know, they're relying on state police. So uh -huh. that's, that's a, at the core of what a lot of people are, are opposed to. They, they believe in homeschooling. And if you don't want to homeschool, you can pay your own money to send your child to private school. Is there a piece of you as someone who's followed politics forever? I'm talking about Allison now. You almost have to admire the fact that they have pulled this off. I mean, even if their number is only five or 6,000 as opposed to the goal of, of 20, Having 5,000 people, and I assume there's some significant percentage of that, is like the person you described, who did move from elsewhere as opposed to a New Hampshireite, who just joined this thing. I mean, so many political movements don't have, can't get 25 people at a rally. I mean, it's pretty yeah, remarkable absolutely. what they've done. They are totally passionate about this. And, you know, I'm going to let Sierra touch on this because they have a festival every summer called Pork Fest. And thousands of people from around the country come to this. At, at they're like-minded, liberty-minded people. they serve pork at this thing? Because I'll be there, <laughs> let me tell you. went and spent and sort of embedded herself with a videographer for three days. And that's where we realized, they, you know, cryptocurrency. They're all about, show them what a gold back looks like. Oh, yes. This is, this is they believe in, in trading in silver and alternative currencies. So I have a couple of gold backs here. These are gold. Hold them up a little higher. Maybe we can get them on camera. You can, go, in. You can go into <laughs> certain it. stores in New Perfect. Hampshire and give them a gold back. Yeah. Um, you can? They're in, yes. you know, separating from the American currency system. So when you applied wow. for your job, did you say to the person who interviewed you, Shira, my hope is you'll embed me in Port Fest someday. <laughs> Was that, and you got it. I mean, it's amazing. You Work hard, so, you achieve your goal. What the hell happens at Pork? What happens at Pork Fest? Well, I will say it's Pork Fest, but it's not you know P O R K. It's P O R C, which stands for Porcupine. Oh, Free that's Festival. who they are. And yeah, why yeah, they picked the porcupine is their symbol. It, it's a non-aggressive, uh, non-aggressive creature. So oh. they have quills so that they can fight back. But you know, a porcupine is a cute animal that is not going to aggress upon you. So what they do at this fest? 
It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Tell them how they describe it. Uh, okay, so there's there's one uh, one person in, in uh, episode two that describes it as it's you know a lot of people carry uh, trading pot brownies and everyone's open carrying but nobody overdoses and nobody gets shot. Uh, so it really is. And that's this, good. It's, <laughs> uh, or another way it was described is it's like Christian camp with harder drugs. Yes, okay. that too. <laughs> okay, um, but you know it, it really is just a like a. a festival to celebrate freedom. It's uh, used as a recruitment tool as well. They have a real estate company called Porcupine Real Estate, where people come, they can see the you know beautiful state of New Hampshire. It's up in Lancaster, and there's like a beautiful view of the White Mountains. Um, and then you can talk to a Porcupine real estate agent and look for a house. There seems to be, and this Jason Soren's character, who's one of the leaders of, the, of this group, um, said he grew up as a religious conservative and then went off to college. He went to Yale, came back and, and, and got this whole thing going. Um, talked about the fear of tyranny. You know, they didn't like, uh, they were opposed to the Iraq war, so I guess good for them. Um, but they're concerned about the government, the federal government particularly, uh, abusing its power. They talked about George Bush with the, uh, George W. Bush, that is taking too much power after um, 9-11. So, so are these, how are they different from the people that you hear about you know, that, are, that are building the bunkers out in the middle of Montana? Preppers. I mean, preppers, yeah. Well, I would say there's probably some overlap, but that's not their MO. You know, that's not their main driving force. Their main driving force is that they just think that government is essentially evil and is playing much too big a role. In direct, and they'll say, Trump is the problem, Biden's the problem. That, you know. What about things like social services? You know, we had that horrible story from New Hampshire about that little girl, uh, Harmony, Harmony Montgomery, yeah. who, who died. Uh, and there was a botching of both, actually, Massachusetts and New Hampshire social services. But what about that? I mean, where do you, if there's domestic violence or some of these, you know, unfortunately, daily abuses that people endure, is that just they're going to have the taxpayers, the rest of, Mass- of New Hampshire pick up the pieces here? Is that the idea? I think there's just a sense that society will work this self out and that people will fend for themselves, people will protect themselves. If you want to do something horrible, it's, all, it's like that's your right. I mean, I'm not murdering someone, of course, but there's a wide range of things that they're fine with people like what? doing. Like what? I'm walking around with no clothes on. Really? That's fine. Yeah. Huh. You know, whatever you want to do. It, which may sound outrageous to someone else. Yeah. You know, it's that you should be allowed to do that. But, you but should the government have to pay- shouldn't tell you that you can't do those things. But I'm talking about, like, neglect of children or abuse of children or, you know, hitting your, your spouse. Well... Yeah, I mean, I, we're not I, supposed I, to do those things, but I mean, the, the I, government comes in and intervenes when those things I happen, I would say right? that's, therein lies where, you know where the opponents of this movement say, are you out of your mind? This is craziness. And, you know, they feel that just that, that society will sort of work these issues out and that you don't need, um, you know, a police force to come swooping in. But they are, sort of free, they are sort of freeloading on the state of, Ma- of New Hampshire for the rest of this stuff, right? Because the government in New Hampshire has, has government agencies that deal with... They well, they're forced. probably paying taxes. You mean they're freeloading in terms of, of principle. But yeah. in terms of bottom line, I assume they pay their taxes or they'd be in jail. Is that not... Well, some uh, do. I would say some, some do. do and some don't. Uh, yeah, some, some of them don't believe in, in paying their taxes. And, and do not? And do not. Uh, one, actually, the episode 10 it hasn't come out yet. Uh, it's Ian Freeman. Um, and he has not paid his taxes, but he's also uh, had just been sentenced for a, a separate crime as well. How do they feel about being on camera? I mean, I, one of the things that was amazing to me is yeah. I would assume that on one hand, while they want publicity, on the other hand, I'm not sure if I was 
and they are a fringe group as of the moment. I think it's a fair description. You may not say it, but it's as a consumer, your documentary. How do they feel about being on camera? I would say, like anything else, it's a mixed bag with the Free State no. Project. Uh, a lot of them believe that any media is good media, even if it's bad, even if it's a hit piece. Uh-huh. Hey, we're getting our, our name out there. People are going to see this. Um, and I think other people really shied away. There's uh, one individual in particular who told us multiple times that he did not want to be filmed. I even like, made sure I blurred him in the edit. Um, so a lot of people don't want to talk, but some of them just want to get and their idea out there. And that's why took eight months. I mean, we, there yeah. was a sense of... you. you Needed to, there was many money months. You had to build some building. sort of trust. So, a couple of things about politicians. One, what does Chris Sununu say about obviously <laughs> the governor? And two, are, is any politician pure enough for the these people who they endorse? So, Chris Sununu, I tried many, many times to get on camera. Um, he's in a, you know, what I see is sort of a, a sticky situation in that most free staters align with the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. So, in the House, in the legislature right now, they're all Republicans. Has, there's always been, there's been a couple of Democrats over the years. But Chris Sununu needs the free staters. Now, if you gave him some truth serum, might he tell you yeah. a different story about free staters? Yes, um, I believe so. But so he does not, you know, I don't think particularly wants to be pinned down about the free state project. Who do they like? They love Ron Paul. And yeah. they'll, to a person, practically, they'll tell you he, they'll the father him of up. Senator Rand Paul. That, you mean the original, exactly. the, the original ultimate libertarian. By the way, the ultimate libertarian who didn't believe in any federal assistance in uh, times of emergency and then accepted millions of dollars in federal assistance when there was a natural disaster in his home community in Texas. So it's, he's, he's their, their hero. Well, yeah. what about, what's the deal with property taxes? What? What's the question? Well, yeah. I'm sure they'd rather not pay them. I, I think <laughs> but most they are of these, paying these them are at, law, this, at this moment. These are law-abiding citizens okay. for, uh, for the most part. There yeah. are definitely some who push the envelope relative to maybe, to, you know, drug use or, I don't know, you know, paying taxes. But for the most part, these are, are, are people who have jobs. There's a lot of people, for whatever reason, in the tech industry, it seems like. A mm-hmm. lot of people that have that kind of a career path. I don't know if there's any, any you know, conclusion to be made from that. Uh-huh. But, um, but these are people that pay their taxes, but they're very much working on many levels, including, gover- in, in, you know, working their way into government to change the system, and in some cases, dismantle the system. Did you say that the, the what person in a position of power in the legislature is a free state? Jason Osborne, the House Majority Leader. And what's that, the number two? Is that the number two position? What yeah, is that? Yeah, yeah, not the speaker. But and yeah. he's outward? He is an out? Oh, very yeah. much. Super, meaning, does he support secession? No, no. He, so that's one area that he said he thinks that, what did he refer to them as? Uh, Secession is goofballs, goofballs. is the exact line. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that's going to be in episode nine, which comes out on Monday. Um, but he, I mean, Jason Osborne's idea is like once he became the House, uh, majority, House majority Leader, leader um, you know, it was his, it, it's not necessarily his own opinions that he's putting forward. He wants to put forward whatever he feels like the people want. So he felt like the people were not ready for secession, so he had to vote them down. But so if they many, liked it, if there was a majority, he'd go with it. Right. Okay, so there are eight episodes already online. Yes. Okay, what's yet to come? So nine comes out Monday, and then ten the Monday after that, eleven the Monday after that, and that's it. And, and, how, do we, and how do we watch it? Uh, so you can watch it on our website, uh, nbcboston.com slash freestate. Uh, you can also find it on Roku, Apple TV, Firestick, if you get the NBC Boston app. 
Um, we also are going to be having a live watch party. Uh, yes. That starts March 6th at 7.30 p.m., and that will be on NECN Live, and also on um, Roku, on Peacock. You can find it on um, the NBC streaming uh, And the watch party is a fun way to watch because Sue O'Connell, um, a commentator for NBC Boston, <laughs> yeah. and the two of us are going to um, sort of just moderate this half hour where we watch it. And then we're going to have characters from that episode on. You're not going to do what Sue did on election night when she had like 42 panelists. You know what I mean? that, that, <laughs> well, One or two on. guests. <laughs> <prepared. laughs> One last thing. Is this diverse? How diverse is, are, are these, is this group? There's a lot of... Uh, there, there's a lot... It's, Predominantly white. I would say it's predominantly white, but th- but it is diverse. Um, okay. I-, I wouldn't say that it's only white. Because I saw a black guy with a sweatshirt on. Yes. A yeah. pro no gun laws guy. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it is. I would say it is pretty diverse, but I would say majority white. Okay. So before you go, what is your status? What are what are you? I mean, uh, uh, Shirley Leon does this endless wonderful interview with you and Janet Wu, oh, and she so we nice. asked her about this. The, the language. Well, she said Janet is retiring. She sort of fudged whatever you were doing. So I am... So what are you doing? My last day is March 24th. I'm taking an early retirement. I'm not retiring. Apparently. I still have kids in college. Uh-huh. I can't do that. Um, but I will be, you know, taking a, more than two weeks off for the first time in my adult life. And wow. And on for the next adventure. Oh, good keep, for you. Are you keep doing this kind of thing or what? Yeah, I'll actually, if you guys need a, a, someone to, like, you know, join your... We need somebody to get our meals. Is that what you're... So, that would, so are you going to go someplace fun during your two weeks off for the first time in your life? Well, I'm going to take more than two weeks. More than sure. two yes, weeks. I don't oh, know what okay. I'm, but yes, I'm going to do... Good for you. I'll think of something fun. Let okay. me just say, we just met here, but you, uh, who I've known for... You're one of the best political reporters on the planet. You've had a fabulous career, and we set it behind your back, and oh, now we're saying to your so oh, face... You know what? You, you know what people should watch so you can get it on YouTube? When you do the thing, that, all the politicians, the Christmas thing with all oh, the... Oh, Mark, we talked about that for weeks. it is great. What's it called? Political Harmony. Political Harmony. I'm so glad you've listened. Great, so, you can, so you can look for that of my year. on YouTube, right? Yes, and I just do it's want to make riot. a plug, too, for Shira and Dan. So Shira and oh, Dan, Dan, and Dan Farragan. Do you yeah, remember of Dan? Do. Of course you do. Dan, outstanding um, videographer, producer himself, reporter himself, and Shira, um, who both, they, they shoot, they edit, they write, they do everything. And they have been amazing through this whole process. Well, it looked great, so, yeah. too. We should have said it really it did look great. Fabulous. Yeah, you guys yeah. did a great yeah. job. So congratulations. Thank you very much for coming. Thank nice you. to see you both. Really appreciate it. Great to see you. We've been speaking with Allison King and Shira Stoll. Allison's a longtime political reporter for NBC Boston. Shira's a regional Emmy and Murrow Award-winning video producer and a journalist on the special projects for NBC Boston. Thank you again. You can stream episodes of Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of New Hampshire now at NBCBoston.com or, as Shira just said, on Apple TV or Roku. What was the third thing you said? On Peacock as well. Peacock as well. Okay. Thank you very much.